Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon. And when is the last time you were in an argument with your spouse or potential mate? And who did you go to when you needed some wisdom or counsel to resolve the situation? While it's very good to go to someone to let out what you're going through, you got to be cautious of who you talk to because not everyone in the spirit realm will have the best interests for you and your relationship. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about why it is critically important in the midst of your conversations with other people to have the right people in your conversation. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This is Stronger Together, Closer to God. I wish I could admit to you that you will not have any arguments or conflict or disagreements with your spouse or potential mate. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. There will be times and situations because you got to remember you're coming together as two individuals who are not perfect. There's only one perfect person and that's our heavenly father. And so there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be arguments that will happen from time to time. But in this part of the message that I'm going to be sharing with you, I want to talk to you about who you seek to get counsel from. Because sometimes we go to family, friends, or sometimes there's people who even go back to their exes, which don't understand, but it happens. But there are people that we come in contact with where we will have these conversations about what we're going through in our relationships. But we got to be careful about that. We got to gauge the conversation that we have with these individuals and their actions. Because at the end of the day, if we do not avoid worthless, foolish conversations when we're having the conversations to these individuals about what's going on in our relationship, it can actually lead to a divide in the relationship with our potential mate or our spouse and may turn one of the individuals away from not only that spouse, but it also could turn them away from God. And so I'm going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 16 through 18 from the LLT version that will kind of open this up a little bit. It says, avoid worthless foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in the case of Hymenaeus and Politus. They have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. Now I'm going to break this 16, 17, 18 down a little bit so that you can really understand what's the concept and what's going on in this situation. First word, if you notice, was the word avoid. Avoid means to refrain from, prevent the occurrence or stand clear of. So what our Heavenly Father is telling us is that when we have these conversations with other individuals, whether they're believers or non-believers, and that's something we'll talk about in a moment that we need to keep an eye on about, it's very important that we are not having worthless, foolish talks. So what is worthless and foolish is about? Well, worthless means lacking value or worth. It is more in a secular, worldly view as opposed to a spiritual view of things. and. Obviously, when we talk about foolish talk, we're talking about having these conversations that have a lack of good sense, judgment, or discretion. And so when we have these issues that's happening with our potential mate or 
with our spouse and we want to go to someone to kind of get some wisdom and guidance and advice to, we have to be cautious of who we talk to. Steve Harvey once said that when he goes through his phones, he identifies people who he knows that I can connect to this person. If I'm going through something with my wife, I'm going to connect with this person. But if I go to this person, I know they're not the best person to talk to as it relates to my relationship. Same as Dr. Juanina Bynum. She said that she has identified friends that in the essence, if I go shopping with them, these are the people I'm going to contact with because they know how I like to look. They know what clothes I like, which clothes I don't like. But I'm not going to have that same conversation about my relationships with other people with this person who is great in helping me with my fashion design decisions. I'm going to go to someone else who has some spiritual value and input that's going to give me godly wisdom in building relationships. And so I need you to do an assessment. I need you to assess your friends or family members and kind of figure out, do these people have the best interests in me when it comes to my relationship? And most importantly, are they in a spiritual area or revenue or in a spiritual avenue that they can be able to give me spiritual counsel, spiritual wisdom, and their actions shows what can be done to have a healthy marriage. And so if you notice in the scriptures, it says the kind of talk spreads like cancer. Sometimes in the midst of having conversations with individuals and we're talking about our relationships and everything, we may pick up some things and then we bring it back into our relationship and we're wondering why in the world are we having some issues in the situation? It's because you got to be cautious. See, remember that the tongue can speak words that bring life and death. Those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. And that's from Proverbs 18, verse 21. And when you having conversations with individuals who have that foolish talk kind of conversations, remember Job 5, 2. It says a fool's anger will kill him. His jealousy will destroy him. And if it's happening to that individual, guess what? It will more than likely happen in your relationship if you take on that advice and that wisdom and bring it into the situation. Remember Proverbs 10 verse 23. It says, fools enjoy doing wrong, but the wise enjoy wisdom. And so it's very critically important that we get surrounded with the white people who will give us wisdom and knowledge. If Jesus had to decide out of the 12 that three individuals will be the ones that he will be most close to and connect with. What does that tell us about you and I? We're going to have to be cautious of who we pick and select to have these conversations with. And so when you are assessing your friends and or individuals like spiritual counselors, whether they're pastors, whether they're marriage coaches or marriage leaders for the church, or even if you have to go to therapy and you decide whether it's a person who is not associated with Christianity or any other religion that's related to you, or an individual who is, you want to gauge the conversation and the person's actions. And I'm going to take the word gauge and kind of break them down into these letters, five letters. So let's start with the G. The first thing is, is God working through their marriage? See, when you have someone that you're coming and having a conversation with, you need to find out and you need to talk to the Lord and find out, as it says in Acts 13, verse 47, this is what the Lord told us to do. I have made you a light for other nations to show people all over the world the way to be saved. They should be the light of the world. 
Their relationships and their actions and how they interact with their spouse should be an example, a light, earthly representation of what it would be like in our heavenly realm of our interactions with each other. If they're having conflict and issues and they're having separations and they're not having the healthy relationship that should be presented, gotta say that's a red flag and you might need to find somebody else to have that conversation with. See, Matthew 6.22 says the only source of life for the body is the eye. If you look at people and want to help them, you will be full of light. And that's who we want. When we gauge in a conversation with someone about a situation that's going on personally in our relationship, we need to have someone who is full of light, who can give us the wisdom and the counsel that's going to help us to bring our relationship closer to God and closer with each other. See, it's very critical because as Proverbs 14.1 says, a wise woman makes her home what it should be, but the home of the foolish woman will is to destroy by her own actions. And that's the A, engage. How are their actions? If you see them, whether they're in public or if they're having a home gathering or house gathering, or even like my wife and I, when we're doing these type of conversations, and if you see by our actions that we treat each other with respect and understanding, even if we disagree on something, there's a conversation in a way that we are able to take that issue and kind of resolve it right there and then. And even if we don't resolve it, we may table it to later. But if it leads to you having a conversation with someone and you seeing them having physical, verbal altercations or anything else that is against God's word, then that is something that should tell you this is not the right person to have this conversation with. You want to find the right people so that you will have the right conversations so that you can get the wisdom from God to be able to do his will and be able to bring your relationship back together. So then there's the you. United with God's word to direct them on what to do. These should be individuals who not only read the word of God, but they act on what the word of God says. See, Philippians 2 verse 14 says, do everything without complaining or arguing. They say also in Proverbs 20 verse 3, people who refuse to argue argue deserves respect. A fool can start an argument. Any fool can start an argument. So it's very critical as you are seeing this individual with your own eye. What are they doing when there are those little tense moments in their relationship? Is it going to be one of those situations where it's going to cause chaos? Or does one of the individuals or even both of them realize, hey, this is going to lead to an area where we might complain, start arguing. Let's put a pause on this and let's dive deeper into this or let's put it on the table and have a conversation so we can resolve it. Because I don't want nothing that will cause a crazy cycle moment in our relationship. And then you're going to see with the G to be gentle and kind with their spouse. Fools are quick to express their anger, but wise people are patient and they control control themselves. Are these individuals patient? Are they able to control themselves? And in Proverbs 15 verse 1, a gentle answer makes anger disappear, but a rough answer makes it grow. How are they talking with their spouse? Are they having gentle answer responses when they, you and others can notice the tensions is going up? Or is they being gentle and kind with their conversation with their spouse so that it won't escalate any further? 
And lastly, engage, you want to have a situation where they're equal to admit they're wrong as they point their fingers at others. See, it goes back to Matthew chapter 7, verse 3 and 4. It says, why do you notice the small piece of dust that is in your friend's eye? We'll say spouse's eye. But you don't notice the big piece of wood that is in your own. Why do you say to your friend, we'll say spouse, let me take that piece of dust out of your eye. Look at yourself first. You still have that big piece of wood in your own eye. How is their actions to resolve the situation? In other words, are they willing to admit they're wrong and also share, while I know my spouse said this or did this and it hurt my feelings, I realized in the midst of the conversation that I was mistreating her. I was saying things that was wrong or I was doing some things with my actions that was not pleasing to God and definitely not pleasing to my spouse. So we worked on it together. I shared with her what I was going to do. Maybe it was going to go get some counseling. Maybe it was to learn how to have better communications. Maybe it was both of us take a class together so that we can learn this so that not only do she get the help she needs, but I get the help as well. Shouldn't be somebody who's just saying this person's doing wrong. They're wrong for this, this and that. But it should be a conversation that leads that individual also say, you know what? I have fallen short and I had to repent and I had to resolve the situation. So in conclusion, it's nothing wrong having a conversation with individuals that you need help with when it comes to your relationship or to your marriage. However, you want to get the right counsel and the right people to help you along the way. Is God working through their marriage? Is their actions lining up to what they're saying? Are they united with God's word to direct them on what to do? Are they gentle and kind with their spouse? And are they equal to admit they're wrong as they point fingers at others? Thank you for joining us on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s2c2gpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the Partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at s2c2gministry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.